Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning. You're listening to 3CR. Welcome to Dirt Radio. This is Friends of the Earth Melbourne's weekly program. It's just gone about 9.35. As always, we are coming to you live from the studio in Fitzroy. And I'd like to start the show today by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land that we are uh, coming to you from, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. And I'd like to pay my respect to elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded here. And also just wishing any First Nations listeners a happy NADOC week. And 3CR's got some great NADOC week programming, doing their usual Beyond the Bars sessions over the week. So if you tune in between 11 till 2 today, you can catch some of that programming. So this year at Friends of the Earth, we are celebrating our 45 years of resistance. So that's 45 years we've been mobilising communities, resisting the oppression of all forms from patriarchy to nuclear racism and transforming our future to be one where living rivers flourish from their headwaters all the way to the sea. And today we've got a really great show for you. We've got an interview coming up with Cam Walker, who is in the studio with us now. We've also got Phil in the studio, who's uh, silently panelling today, so won't be hearing from him, but um, just know he's doing some really good work behind the scenes. So we're going to be chatting with Cam today about Friends of the Earth's new Transforming Victoria report. So the report's taking the lead from the Green New Deal, which you might have heard coming out of the United States, and it's looking at how we can rapidly move towards a just transition in Victoria. So looking at how we can cut our emissions drastically whilst also supporting workers and the community. So that chat's coming up right after this. Victoria's roadside drug testing program is not about road safety. In last year's governmental inquiry into drug law reform, it was noted that Victoria's RDT program is falling behind on latest evidence regarding impairment. Currently, Victoria Police can charge people for detection of either cannabis, amphetamines or MDMA. But those detections do not correlate with impairment. Impaired drivers should be removed from the roads and that's why we're urging an inquiry into Victoria's RDT scheme to ensure that the resources that are currently employed to make our roads safer are being properly used to make our roads safer. Help us refocus road safety onto what makes roads safe. Sign the e-petition parliament.vic.gov.au forward slash council forward slash petitions. And look for the Inquiry into Drug Driving Reform, Petition 117. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Dirt Radio. We've got an interview coming up with Cam Walker from Friends of the Earth about our new Transforming Victoria report. So over the past few years, some of the more dramatic effects of climate change have started to become much more unavoidable and 
pretty scary, actually. So in Victoria, we've also started to see some changes to our energy system uh, that have come alongside that. So we've seen the closure of Hazelwood, the dirtiest coal-fired power station in Australia, and we're hearing more and more about future closures and predictions of closures. So, you know, we obviously want to see a transition away from coal, but we need to make sure there's some strong plans in place to make sure that the community and workers are not going to be left in the lurch when that happens. So FOE has been advocating for a just transition for some time. So the next part of that, I guess, is our latest report that's come out. It's called Transforming Victoria. So it's bringing together the plan for a just transition in Victoria whilst also reducing emissions. So we've got Cam here to talk about that with us today. Thanks for joining us. Good to be here. So it's it's quite a, a big report, which is great. Lots of um, lots of um, work there. So, if you could just distill some of the key points or what the main message is of the report for listeners. Yeah, sure. So the main message really is that already our economy is in transition, but because it's unplanned, inherently it's unjust. And uh, if you look at previous transitions, particularly in recent years, the closure of the automobile uh, industry Mm. here in Victoria and the impacts on the the people that were displaced and their families and their broader communities and the downstream businesses, we're just saying, well, transition, it's clearly happening. It's happening in the forest sector. It's happening Mm. in energy. It's happening in agriculture um, and right across the economy, and we can't pretend it isn't happening. So we need to accept the fact, we need to plan for it, and we need to make sure that people aren't left behind. So really, that's the genesis of this. Mm. So we, we, I mentioned that term before, just transition, and you're kind of talking about the difference there between you know having a just things sort of just happening and unfolding. So how would you define that term, just transition? Yeah, it's interesting. From people that we've been working with in the unions uh, movement, um, we're hearing more and more requests for us to use the words fair and just. Mm. And the reason for that is often when people hear just transition, they think, oh, it's just a transition. They don't actually get that it's about justice. So we're getting that message very clearly. And if you look back um, in Victoria, of course, we used to have a whole lot of state-owned entities. And in the energy sector, we had the State Electricity Commission. Mm. When Kennett was the Premier, he privatised that they lost more than 7,000 jobs pretty much overnight and there was no attempt to kind of grapple with the social impacts of that. When Hazelwood closed and that was essentially a market decision, uh, Mm. it wasn't a a planned transition but basically the government of the day which was what's now the Andrews government did intervene and it set up a thing called the Latrobe Valley Authority and uh, employment has actually gone up slightly in the valley since the Mm. closure of Hazelwood and a lot at least several hundred people have been transitioned through the authorities' work. So it kind of shows the difference between just, you know, uh, let's shut it down or let the market decide versus a government intervention. And really this is the key thing. If you look around the world where transition is occurring in the fossil fuel sector, compare, say, the United States with Germany – in the States, the president says, oh, it's fine, there's a future for coal, but every plant that closes down, it's kind of everyone for themselves pretty yeah. much with a little bit of help. In Germany, they acknowledge climate change, they acknowledge change is coming, so they plan at the regional level, so the equivalent of the Latro Valley level. So intervention reduces pain is really the key message here. Yeah. So, yeah, we're seeing kind of some 
unmitigated consequences where there's not some intervention yep. into the situation. Yep, indeed. And also here in Victoria, we know that the native forest sector is on the verge of collapse. That's because mm. historically we've over-harvested and also with climate change, we're getting worse bushfires and we've had massive loss, both of plantations and native forests in recent years. So, you know, we need to intervene there. It's kind of, you know, the government pretending everything is fine. It's just simply not good yeah. enough. Um, and also in agriculture, if you look at, the, for instance, the loss of dairy farmers out of the economy at present in Victoria because of water stress primarily as, as well as, um, you know, the cost um, of, of producing milk versus the, the yeah. return you get. Like, you know, we are witnessing a transition but no one recognises it as that. They don't see it in the frame of transition. They just think, oh, people are doing it hard and therefore, you know, we're not planning mm. for the inevitable that, that is coming very rapidly at us. Mm. So you've mentioned a few different sort of sectors and industries there. Like I heard you mention forests and dairy, coal. What else is covered in the report? Um, so this one is focused quite strongly on energy and urban form. And in urban form, we look at housing stock and the fact that houses in Melbourne generally aren't very good in terms of energy efficiency. You know, I think they sit, the average house sits at about a 1.5 star energy rating, which is ridiculous. Mm. You know, in the Netherlands, it's probably closer to eight. So we, you know, we basically put energy into our homes to either heat or cool them, which then basically evaporates out into the atmosphere. So ridiculous for people on fixed income uh, because they can't afford the bills and ridiculous in terms of the environmental impacts of heating houses that don't maintain it. We also look at um, transport and we're saying, well, you know, we are on the cusp of, you know, where Melbourne's becoming bigger than Sydney already and we're going to have at least another million Mm. people in coming decades. So we need to plan for that and that means putting in public transport infrastructure and stop building mega roads. And we also had a little bit of a look... um, at oil and gas. And the, the exciting story there is there is already loss of employment in the offshore oil and gas sector in Victoria, which is primarily focused out of sale in mm. East Gippsland. But there's this amazing big offshore wind project called Star of the South, which could get established in that area, which would provide, in effect, same sector offshore jobs if we get on with that. So uh, we are going to do later versions of this report um, that will grapple with agriculture and land mm. management mm-hmm. more broadly and drill into the urban stuff. But this is a you know a first cut at it yeah so i mean with the you know mentioning the star of the sea and sort of changes we're seeing in um the oil and gas industry's employment levels it does seem like this report's coming at a really good time like what was there a reason around the timing or why do you think it's right now? Yeah, so we've kind of tracked this stuff for years and uh, it's 10 years ago now that the idea of the Green New Deal, deal was floated and that was done by some people, some think tanks in the UK and we adopted it and the reason then was the global financial crisis. Yeah. Um, the reason now, of course, is climate change. So, you know, it's becoming ever more abundantly clear that we're already in being impacted by climate change. But I think the other underlying reason for us and, and the reason it's, you know, so popular across Australia at present and around the world is there's this growing sense that the system just isn't working for people. And I think people um, are much more open to alternative ideas than they they were even a couple of years ago. And I think the task for us in progressive and left movements is to articulate a vision that seems doable Mm. that actually might be an alternative to business as usual capitalism. So that, I think, was quite important in our timing in in putting this Mm. first issue of the report out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some of the stuff you're saying about, you know, reframing language, thinking about things in terms of a just transition, like it does really sound like concepts that people can get behind and kind of understand. I think some people kind of, you know, lack a a knowledge or language base for how to talk about these concepts. So it's, it's great to get that out there. 
Yeah, I, I think it is. And I think that unions are coming around. Mm. Um, obviously, it's really hard if you're a union that represents people in the fossil fuel sector or the native forest sector. It's really hard for you to be seen to be kind of leading on this. But I really feel that more and more people can see the writing on the wall. They can see the changes that are coming and they understand we're already in this unplanned transition. Mm. And uh, the outcomes are going to be much worse if we don't actually seize the opportunity. And one of the key things we talk about in the report is the need for Victoria to appoint a minister for transition who will actually oversee this. And the impacts of this, you know, the impact the youth and the women's portfolios and regional development and environment and resources and climate change, like it impacts really across government. Mm. So we actually need someone that will be tasked with managing the transitions that are going to come in the next couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. So... I didn't actually realise, but you were saying that the Green New Deal sort of has about 10 years' worth of context. Um, I was thinking about it in the American context. So how would you say that, you know, your work on the Victorian report has differed from some of the other Green New Deal stuff that we've seen coming out? So the concept of the New Deal originally came from the 1930s in the Great Depression, the Mm. United States, Franklin D. Roosevelt, who was the president then, who said we need this new compact because people were suffering so badly. So it was a, a platform for economic reform and this major investment in public infrastructure. We did the same here in Victoria in that era, but we didn't have a political framework around it. So if you've ever driven the Great Ocean Road in the Otways, you know, that was built kind of as a New Deal program to give work for unemployed people. And then fast forward to 2008, 2009 with the global financial crisis, there was this, you know, the system wasn't working and there was this external imperative driving poverty and inequality. And now in 2019, we have climate change. So each of those has kind of honed down the thinking. Mm. We don't think... Green New Deal resonates with people as much in Australia as it does in the USA because yeah. we don't have the original New Deal. So we've, we have been thinking more around this concept of a fair and just transition. Mm. But we really understand that the GND is really exciting because it says you can't put things into boxes and deal with climate change and then deal with inequality. You've actually got to put mm. them together and that aligns perfectly with Friends of the Earth's kind of approach to campaigning. So we're very excited about that. And there is this new energy and it's truly amazing and the number of groups that are coming on board uh, across Australia, the networks, the environment groups, Mm. social justice sector, like people really get it. So there is this kind of sense of, you know, a very exciting moment in time. I think they're really hard work for us. This report, to a large degree, it it, it has principles of how you'd look at change, but also it's like a shopping list of policies. Uh, But really, we haven't as yet grappled with the the broader economic framework Mm. of what would a better system look like. And, you know, that's the interesting work that we'll need to do in coming months. And that's the work you really need to do with your allies in civil society. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's great to see that some of these concepts that, you know, FOE's been working on for the last 45 years, starting to get a bit more traction and steam and to be able to be a part of that kind of coming forward is really positive to see. It is, yes. Uh, we did a version of the what we called the Green New Deal uh, in 2009. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time, hardly anyone got it. Yeah. Uh, it was really interesting. There's still a website up that we have, which was the the GND we proposed 10 years ago. Most of it's still relevant. Yeah. Um, you know, but now this time around, people are really catching up. It's like the argument about climate change. Even a few years ago, people were like, oh, you know, we're not quite sure the science is out. Now everyone just has to look out their window and see it. Yeah. So I feel that we're in a really exciting kind of mm. historical moment where people People are really open to alternative ideas. Yeah. So you mentioned before, um, you know, there's rewrites coming. So I'm just wondering what the next stages are for the project. 
So we launched this last week and already we've had some incredible feedback, mm-hmm. particularly from people in unions uh, that will add to it. So we can kind of double the report already. Uh, the next stage is to think around the other sectors and particularly agriculture and land and water and river systems. Mm. Uh, how do we grapple with the question of, you know, the unceded sovereignty of Indigenous peoples? You know, that's got to be at the cornerstone of this and that's, yeah. you know, a really big um, issue that we need to grapple with. And then there's the theoretical work. So we'd, we'd be aiming to do a second version of this report in August or September and hopefully by the end of the year we'd have a bit of a coherent vision for what might the alternative be to the the current system that we find ourselves in. Great. Well, that's very exciting and exciting to see it as a kind of live document with lots of feedback. I think that's um, a really, really great way to structure it. Um, so for any listeners out there who are, you know, quite interested in this, where can they find the report or can they get involved? Yep, have a look at the Friends of the Earth Melbourne website. It's on the front there. There's a blog uh, post which kind of outlines, the, you know, the, the take-home messaging uh, in the report and then there's a link through to the actual report. If you've got feedback, you'll find an email address there to send it to. Uh, we are inviting organisations and unions and individuals to endorse the, the concept of the report and there's some links on the website there that you can do that if you're interested. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Cam. Thanks. Good to be here. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR. We've just been chatting to Cam Walker from Friends of the Earth about the new Transforming Victoria report. Hello, this is Dan Salton, and you're listening to 3CR Blackfellow Radio, Melbourne. It will be worth the effort to get to Darwin from the 2nd to the 4th of August for the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network's National Conference. Australia at the Crossroads, time for an independent foreign policy. Held under the ominous shadow of US-China contention and US-Australia military exercises for war on China, discussion and speakers will address the social and economic cost of militarism to Australia, the impact of militarism on the environment and the dangers posed to our peace and security by stationing US troops in Darwin. For more details, head to the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network's website at ipan.org.au. IPAN is a 3CR supporter. You are listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR. This is M doing the hosting duties for today. It's just gone past 9.50, so we're sort of heading towards the tail end of the show. And we just had a chat with Cam Walker about uh, Friends of the Earth's vision for transforming Victoria through a fair and just transition, moving us away from fossil fuels. And if you miss the interview or any of our shows, you can always catch up on the podcast. They're available at 3cr.org.au slash dirt radio. And like Cam said, you can check out that full report, Transforming Victoria, on Faux Melbourne's website. And you might have been tuning in over the last few weeks and have realised that it was Radiothon at 3CR. So we do Radiothon every year to raise important funds to keep the station running. And we are still trying to reach our target, $250,000. It's a big one. So if you missed your chance for donating back in Radiothon, you forgot to call in or go online, there's still time. You can give the station a call or hop on to 3cr.org.au and send us a, a bit of love. Let us know that you listen and that you love what we do. And now we've got some events coming up which is exciting. 
the next few weeks at Faux. There's always something happening. So July 15th, we've got Put the Climate Blockers on Notice, which is part of a series of events that the Act on Climate Collective have been hosting at the moment. So they're delivering letters to the head offices of a bunch of corporations who are blocking reductions to the emissions targets. So July 15th, they're going to be hosting another one of those. Jump onto Facebook and you can find out the details of that one. Also on the 15th, Sustainable Cities are holding their regular collective meeting at the Baldwin Library. So if you're sick of getting stuck in traffic or overweighting for late trains and trams and buses, you should come along to this meeting. So it's just the usual meeting, but it's going to be held at the Baldwin Library. So if you're out in that area, might be a good one to come along to. And the 20th of July, Acton Climate are hosting a David Attenborough movie night. Woohoo! So... You might, have, you might have come to an event already, but you might not have. We've got a very exciting, freshly renovated new meeting room at Friends of the Earth, the Yami Lester meeting room. Uh, and it's looking good. It's got a great projector, huge screen. So Act on Climate are going to be hosting some David Attenborough screenings and food and bevs are by donation. So if you get down to that one, I think it will be a really nice night. And in the future, July 27th, very exciting, we have the next installment of Friends of the Earth sketch done training <laughs> woohoo that was the radio friendly version of that one so if you are thinking oh, I want to get a bit more involved in campaigning I want to have a few more skills in sort of how to run an awesome campaign on whatever topic you're feeling passionate about come along to this training we'll get you skilled up in how to run a kick-ass community campaign it is free for all Friends of the Earth members and First Nations people, and it is $120 for non-members. So if you think you want to come along, maybe you should sign up to be a phone member. I don't know. It's just an idea. Or you could pay us $120. That's fine too. So it's going to be a great day, and it'll yeah, it'll, it's a long training, runs over the day. We'll have some, some foods and um, really great sessions run by faux campaigners. So, yeah, look into that one. It is going to be a really great day. So that's sort of about all we've got time for today. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of Dirt Radio on 3CR. Join us next week, same time, 9.30. We'll be back again with some more radical stories from Friends of the Earth's collectives, campaigns, allies, our past 45 years. And, you know, we'll have some we'll have something great for you. So... Stick around next. We've also got the Curry Survival Show and you should just keep your dial tuned to 3CR today so that you can catch the excellent NADOC Week Beyond the Bars uh, broadcast starting at 11 o'clock. So taking us out, we've got a song today and that one is the song Swell by Imbi the Girl. Thanks for joining us. Overwhelmed, the water swells with the moon just as well. I should've known we were doomed. You always live closer to the beach, but you had no emotional reach. I choose not to read my mail in case I fail to do my taxes. It relaxes me not to see, but I saw it. I saw now I relapse once more, find myself on the shore. It's my only true door. My heart aches for sure. Else it did, but no more. This feeling should explore. Haven't felt like this for a while. I'm not anxious, no, not only that, not only sad, not only.
only feeling more than I anticipated, but I'm jaded. Cannot describe what is inside. I was always articulated, but could never quite know that play-doh. To describe the vibe that grows and hides so quick, so kind, so cruel, so indescribable. Not angst, not against you. Won't think of you. Think I loved you. Fuck. Think I loved you. This feeling inside. This feeling inside. Emotions will swell. Emotions will tide. This feeling inside. This feeling inside. Emotional swell. Emotions can't hide. This feeling inside. This feeling inside. Emotions will swell. Emotions will tide. This feeling inside. This feeling inside. Emotional swell. Emotions can't hide. I thought I lost my pen. One time I thought this was the end. This feeling surely overwhelms, debilitates me not pretending like I know you no more. For sure I glorified you, for sure would not deny you a glimpse inside my head. If I knew how to access it, I thought I knew myself quite well. But still this emotion no swell, like a riddle I can't crack. It's got me muddled, wanna wax some sense into myself. Value emotional health, wish I could feel with myself. Guess I'm just rich in a wealth I can't handle Too many scandals, wanna wear sandals, wanna wear boots Wanna light candles, but wanna scoot To the other end of the couch Gotta roll it out from my pouch Just to feel like I'm not without Just to feel like I know about myself Don't feel like I know about myself Don't feel like I wanna doubt myself Just wish I knew how this feeling swells Just wish that this feeling would warm me first Because this feeling inside This feeling inside Emotions will swell Don't know what this is, don't know what this is, know what this is, wanna know what this is.